Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. I think it's frustrating when uh, people of the older generation talk to us and they're like, you just have access to any fact and anything you want to know. Like, information is just so frequent. You can just Google anything you want. As though it's a bad thing? (laughs) No, no. My thing is, you know what? I can't find out if bananas are good for you or bad for you because we live in a generation of over-information. I can't find the right information. You can type in anything. Just you, You know what? Type in anything and then... Right after that, put causes cancer. And you're going to find an article that is very convincing that that thing causes cancer. Okay, here's a Google search for you. Let's just try this. You at home. Do it. You're already using your phone to listen to this, so if you're not driving, pull it out. Keep the podcast on. Go to Google. Type this in verbatim. Salsa makes go blind? Question <laughs> mark. Let's just find out. But that's the thing. We, we're not in the generation of information. We're in the generation of over-information. I can't find the truth about anything See, anymore. I, exactly. I, hear, I hear you, but also what frustrates me is when it's like, when it's like, oh, you can just Google the answer to anything and you know anything immediately. And it's like, yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday yeah. I Googled, should I eat breakfast? And oh, every you're, you're going to find so many different ones. Every single wait, hit. Wait, did you mean, stop, stop, stop. Did you mean in general? Like, should, was the you, the metaphorical, the metaphysical you, should, should, should I eat breakfast? Or was it like, me, does like, should I eat breakfast today? I woke up and I was pretty hungry. And I didn't know if eating breakfast would be a good healthy decision or a, you were hungry. a fat boy decision. No, but there, no like, you're, there, there if are, you're hungry, you've already gone into starvation. Mode. That is something that I can't verify on the internet. <laughs> Me neither. I just, I'm spouting something I read. It's, it's not, true. I don't know if it's true. We don't know what's true anymore. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and are you the god of chunks? <laughs> I'm David, are you the god of hunks? What? <laughs> what? I cannot stress enough, this was unplanned. (laughs) Grab your space pants and get ready to fly, my friends, because this week we're talking about Thor Thor Ragnarok. Doge, tell us about this movie. In other words, hit us with that synopsis. (laughs) Thor Ragnarok tells the story of... Thor and uh, Ragnarok and Ragnarok. Now let's go. No. Um, so basically in this movie, Thor comes back from adventuring. He's been adventuring for about two years, looking for Thanos and infinity stones and colorful infinity stones. So he, he comes back from adventuring to find that Loki is on the throne of Asgard. Uh, they go to find Odin who is on earth. Odin dies. Glitter death. Uh, yeah, he kind of, it's kind of like a cribs from Yoda. It fades like Yoda. Um, but Odin dies and their sister that they didn't know about until now, Hela shows up. She is Hela bent on conquering Asgard. (laughs) Love it. Thanks you guys. Um, and then they're traveling back to Asgard. Thor and Loki fall out of the Bifrost beam, crash land on Sakaar. Thor becomes a gladiator, uh, fights against his friend from work, the Hulk. Uh, and then Thor and Hulk kind of team up to break out of Sakaar and go back to Asgard and stop Hela by unleashing the fire demon Surtur and causing Ragnarok, yes. uh, which is the utter destruction of Asgard. Apocalyptic event. <clears throat> exactly. It ends Asgard. Exactly. So in terms of plot, this movie is really paper thin, um, which is okay. Yes. Because it's super fun. And it's and, comedy. And yeah. right off the bat, I'm going to say, I think, weirdly enough, and I'm probably equally shocked to find myself in this position, I think I'm going to be unfairly biased in favor of this movie in a lot of ways. Really? I, I, I'm, I can confidently say that at least for, for me, this is the most fun 
I have in any Marvel movie. Yeah. I remember leaving this and saying, I think, I think this is more fun than even guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Really? This movie is, and I, and I think that that's why I say I'm going to be unfairly biased because, and, and I mean this in a good way, not in a, not in a cheap way of say, of excusing poor writing <laughs> because a, the writing is brilliant, but yeah. not in a cheap way of excusing poor storytelling or anything, but like this movie put plot in the back seat for fun, but did it intentionally. Yeah. Did it in a way that reminds me of these unapologetic action movies that have been coming out in the last three years that I'm so thankful for because they stopped trying to shoehorn You're talking your Mad Max. You're talking your Baby Driver. You're talking your John Wick and Wick 2. Absolutely. These these movies that said, rather than trying to shoehorn in plots that don't fit with what's happening just to make people interested, we're just going to unapologetically and without holding back deliver on some awesome awesome things and have some pretty paper thin plots like john wick yeah. <laughs> literally you kill this dog you kill, I'm gonna kill you. everybody else yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, but and totally you know cool. what i love it it yeah. reminds me of like the like john claude van damme movies that i used to watch with my dad on like tnt Dude, or whatever it's you know a mean? return back to the die hard of it all it really yeah. is it's a return back to <laughs> the die the hard of, of it all <laughs> nice i didn't intend for that but yeah oh, you're man. absolutely no, right hey you just gotta claim that stuff <laughs> john mcclaim it yeah <laughs> So anyway, keep going. You talking Nakatomi? Sorry, that's as far as I got. Talk about the Nakatomi plots of this movie. Nice plots. I actually said that like it was an Italian dish. But I just want to me plots. I just want to go ahead and preface beforehand. I know that I'm probably going to jump to the defense of a lot of things in this movie. I'm okay with it. Hey, so, as long as you jump down his throat, like you yeah, guys please, jump down jump, my throat down when my I throw in things. No, no, for sure. Okay. No, I'm just, just tag team it. Jump down my throat <laughs> equally. It'll be great. Before we talk about this movie, I want to talk about something that Marvel did, which I don't know if they've done uh, before this movie. Or, You're talking about or, what Taika did? Yeah. yeah. But they did during Civil War, right after Civil War, they did a straight to YouTube, I think, clip. Yeah. That was like a seven minute clip. And it of was just, actual Chris Hemsworth. What, is, what was Thor doing? During Civil War. And it's an actual Marvel sponsored, like, oh, yeah, it's Taika a, Waititi official. directed. Yeah. Here's what Thor was actually doing. Yep. It's part of the MCU. And he there's is. There's another one. There's like a part there's two, two of that. Yeah, there's yeah. two. Yeah. And it's. One of them's the action figures one, right? No, that was just an Instagram thing. Okay, maybe that was, that was what fun it was. too. Yeah. But it's it's uh it's Thor, it's Chris Hemsworth as Thor hanging out in Australia with his new roommate Daryl, <laughs> just trying to like <laughs> cool down and, and have that. a, He's a, got, a like, summer off. On the board, like a crappy like marker drawing of Thanos. And <laughs> uh, he doesn't even mention it, but on the board there's just a list that says things we know. One, likes to sit in his chair. <laughs> yeah. Two, question mark. And there's nothing else on the list. <laughs> Nick Furry, or is it actually pronounced? Furry. Yep. <laughs> and I like when he goes, uh, here's a little Mjolnir. Uh, what's he holding in his hand? <laughs> a little me. <laughs> but I, the thing I, I regret about my viewing of this is I didn't think that that was the tone going into Ragnarok. Yeah. Really? Well, because Thor had not previously set up that tone as a character or movie series. I feel like I, and maybe it's just that I had seen Ragnarok recently a couple of months ago when we were watching Thor one and Thor two. Um, you saw I, more of the comedy. I felt like, I don't know that I saw it, but I felt like it was there. You know Me what I mean? Too. Like I felt like Chris Hemsworth was trying to pull some of that stuff out. I yeah. do want to just you talking about in the first two. Yeah. yeah. The first yeah. two. I just want to pump on his comedic timing. Like he's he so, he's funny. so funny. So again, Taika Waititi said that when he came to set that he wasn't sure how he was going to get some of the humor in met with Chris Hemsworth once and was like, that dude might be the funniest person in the MCU and nobody knows. Yeah. Cause Thor is always so, aha. Yeah. And he was like, but what if we made the, ha ha, the funny part Yeah. yeah. and, and play up the surf bro from space yeah. and thus Ragnarok is born. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's great because, you know, at this time I wasn't watching any trailers. Yeah. for MCU movies. Yeah. So I went in with no context to Thor. And so similarly to Guardians 2, I had this kind of, I don't know how I feel about this because I was expecting a Thor 3, the the darker world. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the darkest world. <laughs> I'm the dark elf. Yeah, and, and seeing Ragnarok, it threw me off. And seeing it again, I loved it way more the second time. And you told me it gets better every time. I watched it yesterday. It was my fifth time to watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But going back through the MCU, I have seen the comedic timing of Thor and kind of seen little, 
you know, tidbits of gold well, that Taika, I think, was able to pull from. What, yeah. I've, what I've noticed with Thor is that he is 10 times better when he's playing off somebody else who's kind of the straight man. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else who's kind of being our our base and our grounding so that he can... Because, I mean, the highlights of Thor 1 are when uh, Jane is confused as to what he's doing and he yeah. thinks that what he's doing is normal on Earth. I yeah. really thought you were about to say Darcy. For some yeah, reason, I just, Darcy is so I great, man. pathological fear that you were going to Darcy. The highlight is Darcy, dude. <laughs> no. And, and there's no Darcy in Ragnarok, thank goodness. Yeah, that's the best part of this movie. Can that be my super bump? <laughs> yeah, <give me> some- <laughs> but let, let's get into this movie because I'm so excited. All right, so we start off this movie and we see <laughs> Thor dialoguing to himself. Um, and we meet Sertur. Yeah. yeah. I just want to stop you already <laughs> and pump on. I remember the first time I watched it, I thought he was addressing us. Yeah. The audience. Talking yeah. Camera. And then the slow zoom to just the skeleton. Yeah. That was my first laugh of the movie is in the first five seconds of the movie. Yeah. And that's a good sign. Well, and there's something that's happened in the most recent MCU films where in the first <clears throat> 10 minutes of the movie, they show their hand. And yeah. And just say like, here's what you're, here's what you're getting. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like, this is something I need to realize now yeah. <laughs> because I'm coming out of these movies confused, but they're showing all of their cards. Yeah. And I, I think I've, real I've made this reference it. before in La La Land where they made the opening musical yeah. and that huge number. And they were basically saying like, hey, if you're not going to like this, <laughs> just go ahead and get out. You can just yeah. leave because yeah. you're not going to like the rest of the movie. <laughs> and you have him dialoguing to himself, which is hilarious. And then you have the, uh, oh, what's the song? Uh, immigrant song. Immigrant song. In the it's opening so fight perfect. Scene. It's perfect. It's so perfect. And it sets the stage for this entire movie. And Taika Waititi, uh, to get this role, we were talking about this earlier, yeah. uh, he basically, when they were trying to choose a director, he patched together a bunch of Thor's clips from other movies and put the immigrant song behind it. And said, to show I wanna, the tone. I want to yeah. do a fun Thor Really? Movie. Yep. That's super interesting. And, yeah. and I just want to say that for me in the theater, the moment where he is hanging from the chain and calls Mjolnir grabs it and then the immigrant song starts and we follow Mjolnir around the room as it destroyed. Yeah. That was the moment where I was like, I think this is going to be like That's such a something special. Sequence. Like I think this is going to be different. Yeah. yeah. Well, he goes back to Asgard uh, and we get a fulfillment of what ended in the dark world, which is, I was impressed by that. Loki is Odin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and Odin's just gone. We don't have any mention. of He was him. banished. He was, yeah. Loki by, sent him to earth. Got essentially. it. Essentially. Okay. I didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why he was on earth. And we get the incredible portrayal of Loki's death on this Broadway stage by Matt Damon, the third Hemsworth brother. Uh And uh, what's that guy's name? It's not Christopher Plummer. What's his name? Uh, Uh, It's the dude from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but it's so good. Yeah. The guy who he plays Odin in the thing, right? Yeah. And that makes Jeff Goldblum and the dude from Jurassic Park have a little Jurassic Park reunion. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. In the same movie. I doubt they were on set at the same time. Well, and, and I hate to break uh, all Anthony, your dreams. So I just want to say real quick before we move on too far. I found myself thinking while I was watching this yesterday, I was like, that's crazy. Anthony Hopkins really only had to film the stuff out on that uh, cliff because like in the first half, it's really Loki. And then I was like, no, he still had to film to be. He is so, I mean, that's how deep we are in the MCU. It's part of our reality. I feel like it's just stating the obvious at this point to say that Anthony Hopkins is an amazing actor. Yeah, but sure. He, that's a fairly uncontroversial opinion. He does so well as Loki. It's Odin. true. Like, yeah, he really does. totally different it's than so real true. Odin. Oh, it's so I good. remember in the theater being like, what the heck did they do with Odin? Like, yeah. this isn't him. And I was yeah. like, oh, shoot. I'm oh, such a stupid idiot. Sorry, we skipped right over Scourge. Scourge? Scourge in the in the Bifrost. Uh, Carl oh, Urban. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I remember the first time watching it thinking that he was going to be such a stupid character. And he ended up being one of my favorite parts of the movie. Both these from Texas. <laughs> so I just want to go ahead and say huge pump on Scourge and on Carl Urban. I love both of those things individually. Can we talk? want to talk about Scourge? Yeah. So... I love the opening of Scourge. Yeah. I love how he got different relics from Earth. He has a so good. he has a shake weight. He has rifles. Um, but later, when Hela comes and she basically destroys all of the old Thor characters that we knew in a yeah. second. Yeah. I actually didn't super love that. I, I don't. I don't either. I didn't love the death of the Warriors Three and the absence of Lady Sif. I'm down with the absence of Lady Sif if it means we can get more of her later because she's the best of the Warriors in my opinion. Yeah, she, I hate. I hate how just like split second over it was it was like oh these are thor's like best, best friends, friends in the world like huge supporting cast members in the previous two and they're yeah. just essentially dying off screen and their death never really was addressed like thor never mourned them yeah but i will say watching it over and over again as i have i laugh now every time because it's just like 
it feels like an acknowledgement of like, we know they're in the story, but they're gone now. Just yeah. so quick of just like, remember these guys and they're done. They, yeah. I feel like they did this multiple times in Ragnarok with the in, the Infinity Gauntlet. She's like, fake. fake. Yeah. And it's like, we're just destroying like, oh, Asgard, fake. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, this it history felt, of Asgard, you've been told, fake. It was yeah. a little bit like the beginning of The Force Awakens where like the first line is, hopefully this will begin to set things right. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're talking about Jar Jar. Yeah. But, <laughs> But it was a little disorienting at times. We're yeah. just like, you've set this up and it's kind of immature at, at some level to just like rip it away and be like, you thought that was real? And you're like, yeah. Stupid well, idiot. Are you, are you essentially saying that Scourge's turn to like flimsy henchman role was going to be too quick? Is that what you were kind of saying? No, back to uh, back to good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, it was one of those things where I, I, to this day, don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Because I never for a second thought that he was going to stay evil the whole time. And part of me felt that he should have. Yeah. Because I, I just, I smelt the final redemption sacrifice from the moment he absolutely. And I was just like, ah, I just, I don't want to be able to read it that well. I hear you. But that being said, his, his moment at the end is so fun with the the gun. He just pulls it out and dives out. It's so good. (laughs) It it is a, it is a good, uh, end of the puzzle piece that we get at the very beginning of the, yeah. Yeah. Dez and Troy question. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so good. (laughs) Question. Is he dead? He dies, right? Like that's what we're led to believe is that's like I, I fully so. sacrificial. I mean, he, like he, he he jumped off the plane and we to never Ragnarok, get back and Ragnarok on. gets blown up. So you I'm mean assuming. Asgard, but yeah, no, Sorry, I'm with you Asgard. though. Asgard gets Ragnarok. It yes. gets Ragnarok. Ragnarok and rolled. Nice, um, but uh, th- uh, Thor can sense that that's not Odin. That that's Loki. He yeah. changes him back to Loki, and uh, I want to dump on Loki's hair. It looks very painted black. Do you not notice that? I was going to pump on Loki's hair. I think that's really cool. I think it's really, really no, but I, I don't, I, I, didn't I think Loki's it. hair is like a really cool haircut for guys to have. So <laughs> like, no, I like it. It looks very fake to me. This is the only one where I was like, they totally powdered his face. Sure. And they blacked his hair hardcore. And, uh, and, and now that we're here, I want to just say, instead of getting bogged down in this beginning part of the story, I want to yeah. jump to the search for Odin, Dr. Strange, get to Hela and then get to the good stuff. I want to do a pit stop dump. Doctor Strange's costume in this movie looks terrible. Oh, yeah. All of it. Like, I actually didn't notice anything. I think it looks so bad. The, it, it's like a way brighter blue and okay, all the same color blue. And his cape just looks weird. It was and a little Captain those, America those, Avengers like, 1. Those dishwasher gloves. Yeah. On. Like, it's just the whole thing is like, looks like I think they did a way better job <laughs> in his movie. And they should have just used that same costume. That being yeah. said, though, I love the whole scene in uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum. I love it's fun. It did feel unnecessary. Oh, it totally felt unnecessary. But I guess, I guess, to me, this movie is a lot of unnecessary. Like this movie just felt like it was just like that'll be fun. Let's do that too. Which maybe feels like watching this movie again. It is so fun, but it does feel really meandering up until we meet Hella. Yeah, it like, does. What is happening? Like, well, we're just kind of farting around until we meet Hella. And I, and I, I have, I have found myself before thinking that it would be an equally good movie. If the, uh, if the intro was shorter and we didn't get the title sequence until they go back up on the Bifrost with Hella chasing them and get kicked out. Yeah. And that we could essentially cover all of the beginning stuff in roughly eight minutes instead of 20. Yeah. That being said, we would miss out on a lot of really fun moments, but, but mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Where- act, Cause that's act one. Really the act break is when they're going up back to Asgard and they get kicked out. Like act one is the search for Odin. Act two is gladiator planet. And act three is Asgard and Ragnarok. Yeah. And act one is like almost longer than act two. And that's why this movie just feels so like, yeah, misbalanced. Yeah. It de- it de- and it definitely does. And I completely agree with that. Yeah. But in, in, I just want to say in Dr. Strange's house, there are two moments that I think got played really well. That could have been really dumb. One was Loki falling through the portal at the end yeah. and landing on the ground. Yeah. And I think that could have been so stupid but uh, Tom Hiddleston, of course, huge pump on Tom He's Hiddleston. Like, I've been falling for, for 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> and and he, his escalation, the yell, it's, it's all perfect enough to dodge the cheese and make it yep. really funny. Yeah. Um, but then the other is the sit down conversation between Thor and Doctor Strange. I think they could have played up like either they could have gone too far either way of like, we're so different. We can't understand each other or like, we're not so different you and me, but yeah. instead I think they really just stuck to the meat <laughs> so of things. Earth has wizards now. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the giant like beer stein. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It, it, 
one of the things that watching back the first time I saw it in theaters, it was pretty obvious to me that Chris Hemsworth was really just shaking himself. Yeah. <laughs> but after it happened like five or six times, it, it got, got funny. funnier and yep. funnier. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> like, um, it was clearly not an effect at all. It's just, they're like, all right, and go. And he was like, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, every time he knocks over the bookshelf, and like the third to the third or fourth one, and he yeah, just like yeah. pulls an entire bookshelf <laughs> off. I giggle. Yep. Um. Let's let's maybe jump to Odin and Odin's death in that whole scene. Yes. I love. I loved when I saw Odin again. I felt like yeah. I, saw, I was refreshed with yeah. Odin. Why did Odin die? So that's a big thing. Um. There was great question. There was no real reason for it. Yeah. Although I do. Uh, after many rewatches, I noticed that they really played up how much he missed. Um. Frigga? Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it was almost like a, I miss her. It's my time. You boys are ready kind of a thing. But then he also comes right back and is like, but as soon as I die, the worst thing ever is going to happen. And so yeah. it felt yeah. weird. Yeah. They didn't really explain the reason for his death. And maybe I think there might've been backstory, North yeah. Norse mythology, things that we could, you know, well, read that's into. the thing in, in like traditionally Odin doesn't die. He just goes into the Odin sleep like yeah. he does in Thor 1 and regenerates himself. Which is why I think it's less die and more like <laughs> releasing his mortal coil. Like more like ascending into the mist of the eternal universe. It which, really doesn't make sense. Which works if he's a god, but sure. in, in the MCU they're he's not more gods, alien. they're yeah. aliens. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, and I also want to say, I really hate the effect, like huge dump on the effect yeah. of like gold dust particles. It is but cheeseball city. Actually, my super dump is here. Really? It is. Give it to us. And it and it starts it starts here and continues in some ways throughout the movie. Um it's it's weird. It's the green screen effect of the ocean behind them. Yes. yes. When they're standing on the cliff, it looks truly terrible. Now when the yeah. camera is facing where Hella comes in and there's mountains, that looks fine. Well they, yeah. they actually shot that in an actual field. Right. But when it but when it's behind them, you yeah. can tell that it's like there was no ocean here. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there was, it was like a fishing village with people and they had to get and, rid and of it. And the wind was someone like <sighs> Right. <laughs> Somebody's blowing and their I, hair. And I hated that. But but <laughs> yeah. there there are just a few moments in this movie where because I think overall the effects are really incredible in this I movie. I think the character effects are really good. Yeah. I think the environmental effects are very bad. Um, in, in some places, I completely agree. There are some moments where I can tell they spend a little more time on practical stuff, but I agree. I think the background CG is messy, and that's actually my super dump. I think that yeah. there are moments where it's almost like it slowed down too much where I started to look at the background of things. Yeah. I totally get that. I feel like the gladiator arena did not feel real. Yeah. The rainbow bridge does not feel like mm. it. Those things very much feel like they were filmed in a green screen box. Yeah. And they're like, we'll just add it later. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, and it doesn't explain Odin's death. Uh, can you explain Hela's entrapment? I guess not. Entrapment. Nope. Yeah. How is she trapped? What is her plan? Um, she returned to Asgard. Sure, she she draws power from Asgard and hasn't been there in forever. So we see so how strong she, she is now. She wants power. Yeah. So why does she? So so that we're to believe that's the reason that she fights off the fire demon at the very end in Asgard is because she wants that power, even though there's nobody there on Asgard now. No, 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 no. no. She literally grows stronger by being on Asgard. So she so she's destroying the fire demon. Because if he destroys Asgard, she has no power. She has no power. What's she going to do when he's destroyed, though? You know what I mean? Because she can't... What you're saying is she can't leave Asgard and maintain power. No, she... So she's stuck on a planet with no power. No, I think think it's more like, go fill up your tank, go use your power, come back, fill up your tank. Asgard is the lantern... Of yeah. The okay. Lantern that, that's okay. at least how how I got it from. Yeah. I feel like that was not got super clear in this movie. Yeah. I, I I was able to get there because it talks about her conquering other realms, or I guess we now might think them as planets. Which... I was able to get there because Odin literally says it. No, no. He I, I know he says that, but I'm saying he says she goes. She grows more powerful, but like that that feels like insufficient motivation to me. Yeah, you know what and, I mean? and I hear that. I guess for me. What I was watching was like she comes in so strong already that like I think the fear is think of how strong she'll be when she's stronger. And what was yeah. she trapped in? I don't know. And Some why did she pocket dimension? Why did probably. she uh, break free wherever Odin was? Yeah. Like why was she in Scotland? 
Or where were they? It was, was no, it Norway, wasn't it? Norway. Norway. I'm pretty sure it was Norway. Norway. Uh, why, why did she appear in Norway and not on Asgard where I'm assuming he trapped her? Yeah. Like there's a, a, a couple of things that just didn't really make sense. Well, and we're kind of abandoning the whole like Bifrost is the only way to travel between I, yeah, realms. Yeah, we lost that. Well, but we, we also know that it's not because other people do it just by space travel, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we... Like that's presented to us as the way to get to Midgard from Asgard. And then whenever yeah. whenever Thor uh, talks to Loki in Avengers, yeah, uh, Loki says the Allfather must have had to conjure some dark magic to get you here. Yeah. And then like by this point, they they take the Bifrost to Earth. Hela just teleports to be fair sort of weird teleport with dark magic. Is it dark magic? She's evil and she used magic. So, yeah, I'd say probably dark magic. I just feel like there's a there's some things like that that it's. Maybe that the plot is those elements are probably too heavy for this thin of a plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we no, need a little more explanation for some of these things. I agree with that. Yeah. However, in full contradiction, enormous pump on Hella from for for this boy, yeah. Kate Blanchett. She could do anything. Yeah. I think I really do. The character's well acted. I just don't really like the character that much. Oh, I do. I, I think her powers are super interesting. Yeah, I think what are they? infinity swords like that is literally her power and i love it because it's so stupid yeah like i remember being like that's the dumbest power and i can't stop watching her her power is literally just like i have as many swords as i need to do anything that i need to do (laughs) she was weirdly reminiscent uh to the suicide squad yes um what was her name my enchantress enchantress in the in her look especially uh-huh. yeah but but with no like wiggle dance she no, not the wiggle dance but definitely the walk you know and, yeah. and the slick back hair yeah, yeah. With but, the horns but i think it it, it, it worked well because i was gonna say here's the thing i believe kate blanchett as like horrifying eternal presence it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. she shows up and is like was like don't you know me i was like yeah. no Uh-oh. that's a good question yeah. don't they know her no they find out about her on that cliff i know those which two. makes no sense i'm talking about asgard how does um, asgard yeah, no, it her. feels like historically they should. And I feel like they made a, made it a point to be like, he buried the history, but somebody's got to be alive. That yeah, remembers, like, right? So yeah. is Odin the only person that was alive back then? Yeah. What happened to the rest of, like, she killed all the Valkyries, mm-hmm. right? Well. Except one. We'll get there. So what happened to everybody else in Asgard? Yeah. That was like, Odin, I know that's not true. That painting that, you, that yeah. <laughs> Asgardian Michelangelo just did on the ceiling of your throne room is not true because I remember yesterday when Hela was here. Yeah. Jump on that. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, it, it just reminds me of, again, the thing we've talked about, which is we've gotten so far in the MCU that you can either choose to make new stories mm-hmm. or go back and introduce stories that we haven't heard yet, yeah. which I'm cool with because I love those prequel stories. But there's something that just is off-putting about being like, you thought that was it? Yeah. And you're like, let me know. I, I knew there was more. And it was like, everything you know is a lie, son. And you're like, but you told me it was the truth. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I get that we're in the same situation as Thor. Like right. we're learning this. W- which I appreciate because it doesn't treat the audience as dumb for not knowing. Yeah. But there's still just something off-putting about basically bulldozing everything that we yeah. set up to this point. Well, but also this is, I think another example of the theme of phase three, which seems to be sins of the father and Love Odin's that. sin is not revealing the the nature of how things really work to his kids. Yeah. And I love that she says, and then all of a sudden he tried to be a benevolent King yeah. out of yeah. nowhere. And I love that, that uh, Hela's uh, conflict with Odin is that that's not the Odin she knew, but Thor knew it. They, they knew different Odins. Mm-hmm. So then the theme of this movie should be that you're able to reinvent yourself after a catastrophic mistake, right? Like that's kind of, that's Odin's journey. That's what we're supposed to believe. If we're to side with Thor and say, no, that's not Odin. Odin is a benevolent King. He did the wrong thing earlier, but he has changed himself now. And he's essentially second chances. It's a second chances movie. Yeah. How does that play into Thor's arc? How does that play? See, into- I, would, I would disagree that that's the theme of the movie, though. What is the theme of the movie? I would say it's similar, but I would say that the theme of the movie is almost again, I, I loosely for sure. It felt very from father to sons to me. There's a big there's a big circle back at the end like of a handoff. Odin brought us story. together. It makes sense that Odin okay. would tear us apart at the end. And to me, what it feels like is 
is right my wrong for me because you're better than me. You're the better version. I mean, they even make a point at the end to say, no, you're stronger. Yeah. And so, and so I think that to me, this movie like felt Black like a Panther theme. Yeah, yeah. But, but right my wrong means defeat Hela. Well, defeat Hela and save Asgard from itself, essentially. I, yeah, I just, I mean, we're getting to my super dump, which is that I don't really feel like Thor has an arc in this movie. Okay. I don't think that Thor learns or grows in this movie. Thor is pretty static. Like he's, just like you said, he's space surf bro yeah. at the beginning. And he's like, he just finds out new information and then continues to be space surf bro. Yeah. And through the power of his space surf broiness and a super, super secret third act new superpower reveal, he saves the day. Sure. Like it, to me, he's a weak character. He's a fun character to watch. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of story, he's a weak character in this movie. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's, it's flimsy. Yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, Let's get to Sakaar, please. Yeah. Good yeah. grief. That's where the best stuff is. Okay, well, I have a, a question for you guys. Yeah. Do they? Is there ever a moment in this movie, I was watching for it and I, I didn't catch it, but maybe I missed it. Is there a moment in this movie where anyone at all addresses that the Hulk talks now? Does Thor say ever, oh, no. you talk now? I don't no. think so. Huge, enormous dump on that. I was confused the first time I watched it and... Uh, after talking to some people, basically Taika Waititi's explanation of it was Hulk has always been an infant stage because he hasn't been Hulk very long. Yeah. So he's, you know, the minute he turns into Hulk, it's basically Hulk as a, uh, as a baby, but it's baby Hulk. Who's just like, ah! yeah. but he's been trapped as Hulk for what? Three, four two years. years, two years, Is it two years. Yeah. So he's, uh, a two-year-old in the mm. sense of he can formulate words and sentences, but not very much, yeah. but he's growing and aging as Bruce Banner would. Yeah. So I think we needed that. We needed that. Like for we sure. did, but of- we also, in my opinion, it's, it's, and I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying it's a very similar thing to guardians Two, never really addressing that baby Groot is not smaller version of original group, but it's actually, I think it's actually super different than that though, because we've made it a point in the MCU you, to, <laughs> are you personally attacking me? Or? <laughs> we made it a point in the MCU to paint Hulk as this animalistic out of control yeah. force of nature. And this is totally 180 to that. He's a thinking reasoning individual in this movie. Yeah. Even if there was something of, of like of banner watching highlights of the Hulk and like, there's like a post-match interview or something with the Hulk and banner goes, Oh, he talks now. Yeah, even that would have been good, but I think the fact that we don't address it at all and just go, somebody will figure it out. Yeah, yeah, is a big miss for this movie. Yeah. I agree. However, opposite side, same coin. Love the new Hulk. Oh, for super sure. pump for me is no talking way. fun gladiator Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hulk in this, dude. So great. Tell yeah. us why. I want to hear your reasons. Um, he's just such a freaking fun character. Yeah, like he, I don't know, and it's. I love the effect on his voice. I love that it's not like a super generic monster effect, but it just sounds like like deep, slurry Mark Ruffalo. Well, and it actually is now finally Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Is it not Lou Ferrigno? Lou nope. Ferrigno's not any part of it anymore. Nope. He's completely out. Every every aspect of Hulk is Mark Ruffalo now. Lou, man. That's Did I just call Lou. him Luke Ferrigno on accident? <laughs> no, you I mean, said Lou. Okay, thank goodness. Hulk like rage fire. There's more fire. Can I, can I coin a term, if you will? Yeah. Aggressive innocence is how yeah. I would describe Hulk in this movie. Yeah. He's just so capable of destruction and yet is just so, you're not my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not nice to me. It's so fun. It's it's yeah. that it's that dichotomy between the two that makes it a lot of fun to watch. So do you guys think well actually I was gonna ask about Infinity War, but we'll save that for Yeah, for wouldn't it be wouldn't nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Um well they they get to is it Sitar? Sakar. Sakar. And we've heard Sakar before, haven't we? Sakarians. We've heard of people from Sakar, which but doesn't make sense because it feels like, like nobody nobody originates on Sakar is what it feels like. Yep. And the Sakarians didn't look like these okay. fun. I have a question for you. Though. They were like, yeah. yeah. They looked like Chitari. Yeah. Are the people in this movie Sakarans? And those aliens are from a different planet called, called Sakaria? Sakaria? Maybe. That could be it. Hey, I have no, I mean, I think what it is, is just a huge oversight. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, uh, where they said, we need a planet to name these aliens from in Thor, the dark world. And they're like, Sakaar, perfect. And then they didn't realize they were going to use it later. Yeah. Um, but we're introduced to Sakaar and we're introduced to 
the president, basically, of Sakaar, which is Jeff Goldblum, who is so close to being my super Almost pump. my super pump. Yes. He's Almost really my great super in this. He's yeah. so great. For me, the moment was as soon as he's DJing. When he yeah, started, yeah. when he's and like at playing the, that keyboard, I was just, and then, and then in the, in the ship at, at the, and when he's, it's my birthday. birthday. Dude, I, I, I have looked up the YouTube clip of just the, it's my birthday so many times. I think it's so funny. I think it's so great that Jeff Goldblum's in the freaking MCU. Dude, his whole demeanor, everything he does to just like, can, can I scoot closer? And he's just. <laughs> Hey, he baby, is, what's up? Like Jeff, that whole thing. He's the Jeff Jeff Goldblumiest thing yes. of all time. Yeah. They were just like, can you just play you? Would that be okay? <laughs> can you play you times a million? <laughs> the melt stick. I mean, literally every scene he's in, I'm like, yes. He's so good. Uh, the grandma from Moana, when he's like, uh, when he says, what? Did you not know that? Yeah. No way. Straight up. That is the grandmother from Moana. No way. Yeah, dude. All right. What does it say about me if I kind of thought the grandmother from Moana was voiced by a man? <laughs> uh, you should talk to her about it. But when when uh, Valkyrie comes in and, and turns over Thor and he says, what do I always say about her? It starts with a B. Remember, she's the she's trash. Trash. <laughs> He's like, were you just waiting to call her trash? It's so I mean, great. everything about that yeah. is, it, it's three things. It's perfect Marvel humor. Yeah. It is the epitome of Taika Waititi. Like that's everything that he strives for. And it makes me giggle every time. Yeah. Without fail. Love it. We're introduced to him. We're also uh, Thor kind of crash lands and is about to get taken over, um, but is saved to then get captured again by our character Valkyrie. Also almost my super pump. See, I liked Valkyrie. The the more the movie went on, yeah. But my introduction to Valkyrie oh, yeah, no. was so stupid. It, she, dude, she's this movie's version of Aquaman for the first like the little yeah. bit. Yeah. She's on screen. She's just like, I drink hard and I'm kind of silly, but mostly I'm ba. When and she her, fell off, when she yeah. fell off the ship, I I was like, boo. So, also, don't love that, and don't love that for the first thirty minutes she's on screen, she acts completely and wholly with her neck. Her body doesn't move, and she's just like, "This true. is how I that's show true. She does walk emotion." I didn't even notice she that. She does walk a lot, she, like and, that. It, and it drove me nuts. But somewhere along the way, and I think it's when she finally joins them on their quest out of Sakaar. When she joins the Revengers. Yeah. When, yeah. when she joins the Revengers, from that point on, she's one of the best parts of the movie, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, she's great. And, and I understand the storyline of she's drinking away her pain. Sure. But I didn't get that. Not, no. at, not at first. And the reveal felt a little anticlimactic. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that completely. It, so, again... I, I, that's why I can't even really say like, oh, love Valkyrie because it was really just the end par- parts of her yeah. and maybe a, getting excited to see more of her. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, Valkyrie was, was yeah. more of a dump for me. Than I don't pump. really care for her. And I'm a, oh, sh- huge pump for me. Uh, but, but again, mostly because of the second half. Yeah. However, I do want to say, call me crazy. It's fine. I'm, I'm personally, I, I ship them hard. <laughs> you ship them hard? Ship Thor, them and, hard. Thor and Valkyrie? It's a thing. You uh, want a relationship. Yeah, it, mean, it means yeah. that it means that you want David them to kids date. Say that I ship them hard. Yeah, it's like a ship kid thing. Hard. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm I'm waiting for it. I want it so bad. Uh, I'm not like. Nope, I want it. Thor, Thor is in like a, as hard. a Bruce Banner situation for me, where it's like he could have a relationship. He could not have a relationship. I don't care at all. I yeah. think I just like the idea of him having a girlfriend that is probably tougher than he is, and it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're introduced to her and we're back on Asgard and Hela is basically taking over Asgard and Asgard's about to confront her with sure. the entire army. And I have a dump, which is to this movie, to this date, we can't figure out what kind of Asgard technology we have for their weapons. Yep. Yeah. It went back to medieval. They're yeah, like, it did. we will fight you with spears. And I'm like, where'd the electric swords go? They fought the dark elves. To be where fair, if they're intentionally guns. going to retcon anything, Thor the Dark World would be the one that I would oh, choose to just sure. knock out of the way. But even you go to Thor 1 and they were beaming people and you're like, yeah. what the heck yeah. is going on but with with Asgard? If I'm being honest, up until they return, the Asgardian story is so boring to me that I would love to just spend some more time talking about Sakaar. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great. But I just thought of that dub. No, you're great. And I needed That's to go there. That's a great point. Um, because 
if if that is their technology, that doesn't make sense because you're like they've been to other planets. Yep. They see the guns. Like yep. what what are we doing with yeah. Spanish still guys? Well, and Scourge has the rifles. What did you guys think of the skeleton army that Hella? Oh, Hella can I looked? dump? Can what? I oh can I dump? Please dump. I also you, you, didn't you, like you it. Wanna, you want to pump and then me bring you down to this defense? Yep. You pump. You want me to pump first? You pump and then I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll poop on the, it. The, the, giant we'll wolf, the giant wolf and the Draugr army are both fully based in North, Norse mythology and they have are. reason to be in the movie. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is a really cool way to really let Hulk and uh, Thor and Valkyrie and others really hurt some people without being like, you're killing innocent people. Yeah, which kind of seems like a cop out at times. Definitely is. Where it's it just like, oh, thank God the evil people look evil because I do not want to. So we've gotten bad. that now with with Chitari, with yeah. Ultron bots, with Whiplash right. bots. Like that's that's becoming kind of. But a, to me, there's a story reason for them to be there because nobody wants to fight for her. That's her whole thing. She's saying, "Join me," and yeah. everybody's like, "I'm not going to join you." So she has to raise her own army. Yeah. I just didn't super love the effect of the skeleton army. They, I thought it, they looked cool. I think it looked like something from the live action Scooby Doo movies. Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, first, which are maybe my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so. Probably my favorite superhero is Scooby Doo <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm a real Scoob head. First up. Uh, every time we go into Odin's uh, treasure room, whatever element we need in that moment, that's the strongest one there. And there's yep. different stuff in it every time. Every time there's different stuff. And she's like, yep. oh, fake. Oh, stupid. It's like, mine's real. <laughs> yeah. And yep. she takes the fire of... The eternal fire. Eternal fire of flame. And does a super tight CG backflip, like quadruple CG backflip down into the tomb. And she's like, I'm going to bring to life the my old army that's been dead. And I'm like, okay. So they're going to like come back to life as people. No, they're going to come to life as skeletons. But my wolf, who's also a skeleton, is going to come back as a wolf. Yeah. Was his, it a skeleton? His skin really? is like rotted off of his head. Really? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so why didn't the people come back with skin and how they used to look? So the wolf is brought back to its regular form, but these humans are brought back to, to skeleton Can I just say that people? the wolf's tight though? Wolf, wolf is tight. cool. But it doesn't make sense. And if yeah. I was the skeleton, I'd be like, really? This is how I have to live yeah. my life? <laughs> well, like, can I be like the wolf? I, I guess I, I super do write that off just as like, that's a real thing in Norse mythology. Like both of those as they stand and as they look are a real thing in Norse mythology. Right. But, so it doesn't bother but me. But why, why would Fenrir the wolf? No, I hear you. I'm, I'm his name, with right? you. Fenrir? Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I, it just doesn't bother but me. But taking yeah. something from Norse mythology doesn't mean you don't have to ground it in logic now. Yeah, I well, hear and, you. Fenrir, Fenrir <laughs> he's just a giant wolf. He's not a Draugr wolf. And what she's done is create a Draugr wolf. You know what I mean? I hear you. <laughs> Wait, what's a Draugr wolf? It just doesn't bother me. Draugr is the skeleton. The like skeletons are skeleton. called Draugrs, and then the dire wolf is the house-sized wolf. Got it. So technically, the dire wolf is not undead in Norse mythology. I think it was probably just an excuse to be like, why haven't we seen one of these before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, because it was dead. So um, back to Sakaar. Back to Sakaar. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about on Sakaar, though? The Coliseum, the escape, it's all so good, and I have pumps. Well, take us through. Give us some pumps. Come Please. On. The entire battle in the Coliseum, besides yes. the background CGI, is a blast. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love the interactions between Thor and Hulk. I love when Thor is punching him, and he's like, you're embarrassing me. I told him we were friends. <laughs> yeah. That whole back and forth. And side note, we haven't even talked about Korg yet. Yeah, Korg. Yeah. Was Korg also, is fantastic. Again, Almost my super pump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I love when they address the relationship that Thor had with his hammer. When yeah. oh my gosh, they address the the, the stupidity of it, <laughs> mm -hmm. where he's just like, I would I would throw it and I would it would help me fly and go yep. into space. It's like, so you wrote the hammer? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he had a pretty intimate relationship with his hammer. <laughs> Which this movie does a really good job of poking fun at some of the things that we've set up in the in the past in yeah. a good way. Some of it they just retconned and it didn't yeah. make a lot of sense. But I love in the play. When the little frost giant boy comes out and he's like, because ah, he's like Loki, my young frost giant, and it just just talks about how stupid it was. Yeah, yeah. and they did the same thing with the hammer; they just poked fun at it. Um, but I love the fight scene, and I I was waiting for that moment where Thor was going to be independent of the hammer. Yeah, and I love when his eyes become electricity. Same, and he fights with that power. Yep. I Same. love that. I love the effect of it. I love the idea of it. Does he just try harder? And that's why he has lightning power now? I, uh, I interpreted it as he was, for the first time in a very long time, in actual genuine mortal danger of Hulk put, punching his head inside out. And it was kind of a, 
uh, force school on Yavin 4, give them rocks and stack them up when they can't do it, the force will activate kind of a thing. Uh, I mean, well, it's flimsy. It's 100% well, it's, flimsy. Well, yeah. and to me, the, the hammer is kind of portrayed as a crutch. Yeah. in this where it's like that, that that was never the source you don't of your need power it. Yeah. and so I think for the first time it's someone like uh, Watson and Sherlock who yeah. finally ditches the cane which I hate in Sherlock as well <laughs> <laughs> and says I'm gonna I, I need to or else I'm gonna die yeah. so yeah. I, 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 was, I was fine with that yep. it just feels it feels to me like a surprise third act superpower well, can and I it, a, but it is though that's I, the thing but, yeah. but to me I just it don't feels, like those <laughs> no I don't I don't either and, and I would be really bothered by it if to me it feels like this movie movie up front is like hey i know but it's gonna be awesome and that's to me the tone that this movie takes with a lot of the things that feel like tropes or feel weird almost as though they're in there to be awesome and for no other reason i understand and i get that and i love this movie but that feels like a cop-out it totally does and it i don't know if we have the authority to say it is a cop-out but it definitely feels like a cop-out of just like hey you know what it's so fun Everything's jokey. The stakes are low. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, my my only thing is, in in my opinion, and I'm I'm with you. Like like, don't get me wrong. I understand that like there are very weak plot elements used only as springboards to other plot elements. Yeah. But um, something that this movie does to me so well is just kind of really attempt to bring Thor to a place where he is interesting again. Yeah, and For and sure. and. And I'm not saying that if you are bothered by these things, because I'm also bothered by these things, but it it just does such a good job of making Thor interesting that I, I'm just saying for me, am totally willing to forgive all of the little things. And but I'm not saying don't talk about them because I yeah. agree with them. And I'm absolutely willing to forgive them too. Like this is this is totally one of yeah. those movies yeah. that is so much better than the sum of its parts. Yes. And it really hangs together in spite of itself. Well, I think what I'm more saying is that's just why I'm not noticing them. Gotcha. It's because I'm getting so wrapped up in like how happy I am that I actually like Thor now <laughs> that I'm just not even <laughs> noticing these things until we're talking about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and one of the things about this this fight scene where he gets the electricity eyes and this new power. About the first the call scene. The the call scene. Yeah. My super pump walking away from the movie, not not in retrospect, but after the theaters was they introduced this in the middle of the movie, not the final act. Yeah. yeah. Because if he would have gotten on the rainbow bridge and the first time we saw that, it would have been wonder woman and like, yep. Oh really? That's cool that he yep. found this new power. Yeah. But he introduced us in the middle. So then by the end of the climax, we're like, Oh, he's about yep. to go thunder boy on him. That's yeah. actually a good point. It was so refreshing to not have that new power in, introduced in the third act. Yep. Have yeah. you given your super pump for this movie or is that it? Okay. I do. I do want to just buzz through the end of Sakar with a couple sentences. Um, the escape is a huge pump for me, pretty much front to back. Um, the devil's anus. The devil's anus. Yeah, yeah, all of that interactions with Loki, uh, uh, Banner turning back to Banner from Hulk. Oh, that, that's a um, great scene. It's a yeah. great scene, and and their conversations when they're running through the town, and it's the Hulk festival. Every and- time that Thor says. Hey, okay, big guy. Sun's getting real low. Okay. Yeah, sun's getting real low. He's like, stop saying that. It's, it's so incredible. good. That's so and, funny. And, and Banner and Valkyrie together when they're just yeah. like, I feel like I know you. it's also fun. Um, I want to pump specifically, just stop and pump on Loki and Banner in the room where he's like, I was just talking to him and he like he's thinking about killing all of us. <laughs> and Thor comes in with one of the funniest moments in the whole movie, which is when he talks about when I, was, when I was little, he turned into a snake and he knows how much I love snakes. And I picked him up and he turned around and he said, ah, it's me. And, and he's like, I was seven. It's so good. Um, but yeah, the whole escape is great. So much fun and like a lot of action. But ultimately what it leads us to is we're back on Asgard. Yeah. No, it doesn't because we've skipped over my super pump. Whoa, hit me. Moses. In the form, oh, okay, of Heimdall. Heimdall's yeah. a super pump. Oh, Heimdall is so dope. Awesome. I want a Heimdall spinoff solo movie <laughs> of this Heimdall. I just with wish the dread B plot had been Heimdall instead of true. Hela just walking through Asgard. Yep, it's true. But Heimdall communicating to Thor, Heimdall leading the people out. Yeah, we don't know where he is. Yeah, he's gone. He's been uh, exiled for treason. But seeing him parade through it because I, I had a few things that I could have super pumps in but every time Heimdall was on on the uh, the screen I was mm. just glued in well and I felt like Heimdall felt dangerous in this movie yes yep. which was cool instead of just like slow moving sen- sentinel yeah like he was actually yeah. like a guardian of the people which he was, was a dope. guardian he yeah. was a guardian he was a leader 
and he was leading this re- this rebellion of the true Asgardians. Yeah, yeah. And he was their protector. Yep. And I, it was it was something I needed because yep. Asgard or sorry Heimdall has always been that character that you're like, come on, give, give me, me more, more of this. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like they did. They could have given us more. It should have been the main B plot, but I felt like they did give us enough where I was like, all right, now yeah, we're getting boy. it. Now we're yeah. getting to my sweet spot. No, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah, super pumped. Cool. So I want to talk about Asgard because my super pump is somewhere in here. Spoiler mm-hmm. alerts. But um, essentially, it's all just race to the finish and battle. Well, how much time do we have to do another dump on when they're going to Asgard and they're flying up the devil's anus? Yeah. Um, where Banner's flying the plane and Thor's like, all right, I got to go. And they're going to fight different ships and uh, crash yeah. them. Where I was like, you know, they're jumping on the ship and then crashing the ship. That's very risky. Yeah. They could go down with the ship. Yeah. That felt another one of those moments where it's like, we get it. Yeah. It's just fun. Turn your brain off. Well, like it. But I actually don't think that that scene's fun outweighs the like weirdness of it. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Actually, I think that's what they were going for. They just missed it on yeah, that one. I agree with yeah. you. It was really hard to watch. I agree with I, you. It wasn't fun for me. It, it just seemed like, uh, this, mm. is, this seems very cartoony not comic book yeah cartoony. i agree yeah. with that so we've already talked through some individual elements like lightning bolt thor and like the the background of the rainbow bridge yeah talk to us about asgard in act three so when, when we get to asgard uh i just want to the the biggest plot points are really um valkyrie getting her suit back and kind of stepping it back into the role of a valkyrie and not just a woman yeah. kind of named yeah. Valkyrie for some reason. Um, Where'd he find that suit? Banner becoming in the <laughs> storeroom. You know, the Asgardian storeroom. <laughs> he that back and was, like, hey, I found this. It was a giant cannon. Odin's treasury. That's the room of requirement, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Um, that was nice. Um, Banner's back to Hulk. Yeah. And everybody's all together for this fight. Loki returns with the ship to essentially evacuate and take the Asgardians off for the death of Asgard and yeah. because of Hela's evil. I'm going to interrupt you really quick. Loki has the arc in this movie. Yeah. Loki has the arc that mirrors Odin's arc mm-hmm. because Odin's whole character says, I did horrible things in the past, but I can choose today to be a good person. Yeah. And that is Loki's arc. Mm. I just wish we had something from Thor. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and actually I do want to say about Loki to, to me, this is Loki at his best in yeah. this movie, just as a, as an interesting character to watch. And as a fan of Tom Hiddleston's portrayal, this is the best movie. If you want, it was Prime what dark Loki. world tried to do, Agreed. which is like, yeah. we need Loki's help, but we don't trust him. Agreed. Um, now what I do want to say is we've arrived at my super pump. Okay. And my super pump is it. It's a, it's a sequence of time. And it starts when Hela has him pinned to the wall and his eyes light up and it ends when the credits roll. (laughs) (laughs) This is every single character at the best that we have seen them in the entirety of the MCU. This fight scene on the bridge is Loki at his best. It's Thor at his best. It's Hulk at his best. It's um, all of these people being so cool, such good fighting, so interesting. And to me, it all starts at the moment when Thor jumps down and the army is rising up to meet him and immigrant song callback from the beginning starts to play again. And I think I watched that whole thing just going, (laughs) 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 yes. And I think I just repeated that until the movie ended. This, this movie really does book end the opening. What really well. And I love that. Uh, the climax is this was never about stopping Ragnarok. This was about causing it. Yeah. I love that. Did not expect that. No. That was cool. And the dialogue of just, you know, I'm the goddess of death. What are you the god of again? Ugh. And that, that that interaction where it flashes to boom. What are you the god yeah. of? The god a- of hammers? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Just giving him that last reprimand that he needed. Yeah. I ate it up so hard. I needed so it. So good. It, I, I have since watched just that scene. Like oh, I have yeah. since gone back and been like fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And he's flying through the air. Here we go. <laughs> and just watch the battle. It is Loki attacks with the helmet. We've got Heimdall just doing his Heimdall thing. We've got Valkyrie double swords. Don't even worry about there's fireworks. There's no reason for the fireworks. Always it's fireworks. stupid. It's really dumb that there's fireworks into it. They don't even appear again later. <laughs> well, it makes sense because that's, that's from his 
They're from his, his birthday ship. Yeah, yep. his birthday <laughs> ship. It's my birthday. <laughs> we see we see Hulk's green blood for the first time yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, it is the that scene is compacted the most fun I've had in any MCU yeah. movie. I love the the play on the audience uh, where. Uh, Bruce Banner's trying not to turn back in the Hulk because he says, if I turn back, I might not ever be able to be Banner again. Mm-hmm. But he realizes with the, the dire wolf that I need to step in. And so he has that moment where he's like, hey, you want to know how you know me? Jumps off the bridge. And we've seen it so many times where he We're turns waiting in the for Hulk it, yep. and he just... I actually, I actually want to dump that really he's not dead. <laughs> I actually want to dump that they did that at all. Like really? that's a that's another moment that to me feels like Valkyrie falling off the ramp of her ship. I where agree it's just with like, that you are purposefully undercutting your dramatic moment and purposefully lowering your stakes so that people can just go, huh, what a fun movie. Like, yeah, let, that's the thing. Like it's so cynical yeah. from an editing, from a writing standpoint, let your heroes be heroes. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we don't have to every, every time they try and do something, we don't have to go, man, this is so stupid. Yeah. And the movie doesn't have to go. Yeah, we get it. It's mm. dumb. I had two possible super dumps and the one that I didn't choose was there were moments in this movie I thought could have been way more dramatic yeah. and and actually pulled our heartstrings a little bit, but instead they played it off as a joke, very similar to Guardians 2. Yep. And one of them, for me, cutting his hair. I thought that should have been a scene where he's basically like a slave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he is like just standing there teary-eyed and they're like ripping his hair apart and he he's realizing i'm getting sold into slavery it's yeah. a loss of his asgardian identity yeah. Yeah. yeah but instead they played it off as stanley's cameo which i'm i, I laughed at sure but well, again, i laughed at bruce hitting the bridge yeah, too but so i don't things. like the effect of stanley's like buzz saw on his hands looks like something from spy kids 3d no it doesn't it looks like jimmy neutron the movie yeah the thing it, that it fixes absolutely his hair. does it absolutely it looks like jimmy does neutron the movie every time <laughs> but I think again that. i think that's one of those things where if you pick up like you take just the hulk mm-hmm. fall I love it. Mm. You take just the the haircut. That's funny. But when you put it all together, you know, like the one that I really got out in the movie was when he threw the ball and it hit him back in the face. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, I get we that didn't. this is a comedy, but we don't need that yeah. much comedy. Yeah. And when did Thor become uh, Star-Lord? Like he did. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the one thing I do want to say, I want to retroactively change something I said earlier in the episode because I, I think I said it the wrong way and I want to be very clear because yeah. what I said was that at the beginning, this movie is like, we know, but it's going to be awesome. I, I want to take that back. What to me, what this movie does that redeems everything for me is that this movie is unapologetically awesome. It does not say up front, like, we know it's weird, but just bear with us. Instead, I feel like it's just like, here's all the weird, and we dump it out and we're okay with it. Yeah. And that's what redeems it is because even for me, in the in the moments, in its lowest moments, it is still fully self-aware of what it is and still fully knows that that's where it's taking you. And I feel like what I said earlier made it sound like I thought the movie was apologizing for being about comic books. It's not at all. I feel like there are moments that to me, it's really just banner on the bridge where it's just like, look, we know it's stupid. He turns into a big monster. See, I didn't get that vibe at all. To me, to me, it felt like an opportunity for a joke that shouldn't have been there. That's all. I feel like reading into it too much is a discredit to somebody that, Personally, I think it's really brilliant. And so I th- I think that it was probably just a poorly placed joke. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. Well, and if you're keeping track, I haven't given my official super dump. I've Whoa. mentioned do it. But my super dump, and maybe you can clear it up. So maybe this is just me throwing out in the wind. But what I came out of the movie most frustrated and confused about was Anthony Hopkins delivers the line. She draws you her power from Asgard, same as you. Yeah, what? that's weird. That doesn't make sense. We never knew that. The um, only thing I can think of is like Asgard's a people. So maybe he doesn't have to have the planet of Asgard. So to, then neither Hella, Hella would. But maybe she either. didn't know. That's my own, literally the only thought I actually I have really is, hate that Asgard's not a place. It's a people. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't that's really so make like sense. heavy handed cheesy. We haven't gotten that. No, see, I, I like that. It just doesn't make sense to me about drawing power from. Well, we haven't even gotten that idea if, of Asgard as this like nationalistic identity. Yeah. Well, if it was, that's before, what I'm right before like the end of the third act. If it was in the first one and beyond, I wouldn't have a problem with it because I, I I actually like the idea of like moving Asgard and putting it somewhere else, maybe on Earth. I actually really am kind of in love with that. But uh, at one point in the comics, Thor Asgard is destroyed and Thor reconstructs it. Not kidding. I think it's like three feet above the ground in Oklahoma. Really? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, cool. That's funny. Three I, feet? I, I, yeah. That's it? I imagine it's going on the cliff. Yeah. 
Yeah, Norway. that's totally where Asgard's going to be. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's my thought. Well, it, hopefully they fix the green screen before the next one. And the other thing, and, and, and we can choose not to get into this if it's going to take too long, but uh, the confusion of realms and planets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we got into that a little bit in Dark World as well, yeah. but like at this point, they're either interchangeable or they're not, and there's no way to tell. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't love that either. It just, it just, it made this big universe that to this date has been pretty swallowable. Mm. Is, is that a word, swallowable? It's been not able, the way you pronounced it, but it's sure. It's been able to be swallowed. Yeah. Okay. Swallibable, I think, swallibable. is the word that you're looking for. Uh, but, this convoluted it. Yeah. And yep. it made it a lot more confusing. And now we're, now we're kind of scratching our heads. It like, is. Man, it's because we wanted to make Asgardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Well, and, and in this movie, Asgard is referred to both as a planet and a realm. Yep. Is it referred to as a planet? Yeah. Both. Thor says she'll both destroy the, the entire movie. planet. Mm. Both in the same movie, which yeah. is yeah. weird. Yeah. But I, I think that it's time to move on to Let's ratings because we're, yeah. we're running long on this one because there's it. just a lot to, and there's different, we've had a lot more differing opinions in this one than I was expecting. And there's so many things we didn't even cover. Oh yeah. There's no, so we, much I feel like this was a skim of this movie, which is fine. <coughs> um, but here at two chunks in a hunk, we have a board certified <laughs> rating system. TM. It's called the scientific cinema scale. Uh, I'm going to run that by you right now. <laughs> what a terrible way <laughs> to start the rating. We're keeping it. I like it. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie, buy it. Spend your bucks, spend your cash, toss it out. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie, rent it. Spend small amount of bucks for small amount of watch. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is stream it. If you've got bucks allocated for stream and it's on there, do that. Don't think twice. Other than that, don't. (laughs) The next best and second to last thing, second to worst thing, we can ever say about a movie, forget it. You're better off if you just pretend this movie does not exist. And lastly, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie, God hath forsaken us. So who wants to go first? I'll do it. (laughs) Guys, this movie for me... Yeah. and, And I... Did not think it would be this, but it is. This movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Mm. It is unbelievably fun. I love actually what it does to a lot of characters, hopefully moving forward and that there's some consistency there. But most of all, I think I could watch this once a week and never get tired of it. You basically have watched it once. Yeah, I've seen it five times it since theaters. Five times since it came out on <laughs> Blu-ray. No, 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 no. I've seen including theaters. Oh, I've okay. seen it five times. So there's been like maybe two weeks since the second week of April that you haven't watched this movie. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give this movie a rent it. Um, this is one of those movies that coming out of the theater, I would have said is maybe the best thing, movie, picture, person, landscape, anything that I have ever seen. Uh, And I think if you rent it and only watch it enough to super enjoy it, but don't watch it enough to really, really think about it and analyze it, you're going to love this movie. So I'm going to go with rent it. Dude, it was the complete opposite for me. Really? I left and if you'd asked me right outside the theater, I would have said 7.7.5. Really? But, but out of the theater, I, I would have said 15 out of 10. Watching it over and over again, I have like liked it more literally every time. Completely inverse. That's yeah, so weird. weird. I'm with I'm with Jordan. Uh, the more I watch, the more I like it. Because the more I... When I go into an MCU movie, I'm so focused on this universe that they've built. Yeah. And how it's, how it's affecting everything. And this movie really jars some things. Yeah. So walking out, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about these realms and planets and the, the changing Thor's character so much. Yeah. But going back and just having fun with it, it's so enjoyable. Yep. It's, it's super funny. It's super fun. It's got some incredible action sequences. It makes Thor such a better character than yes. he's been in the past. So for me, this is a buy it. This is a full price buy it. I think you should own it. I want to watch it multiple times. Um, it's it's the the chasm between 
me liking and enjoying it and what I think it does to the MCU that doesn't give it an own it, don't let it buy the yeah, poster. Yeah. But I feel that's a, it's a it's a full price buy. <laughs> also, genuinely, I was like, I would own that poster too because I bet it looks dope, whatever the it is. It is super cool. <laughs> yeah. um, we do have one shout out this week and that is going to go to Colton Kingston. Colton Kingston. Colton emailed us pumps and dumps for Thor Ragnarok and in the subject of his email, he actually included the two dots over the O. Is that an umlaut? It's an umlaut. Umlaut. You umlaut. Um, we have an umlaut out. Um, umlaut. <laughs> Colton's rating for the movie is own it. Don't let it buy that poster. Yeah, boy. His super pump is Kate Blanchett as Hella. Nice. Mm. Obviously, she's fantastic. Super dump is that we find out about Hella, the deaths of the Valkyries, the true history of how Asgard came to be in the third movie. Yeah. That is certain point. Colton's right, right on with that. It's such a retcon. Yeah, to it totally have that, is. All that new information dump. It's it's the if we were to look at this Thor trilogy as a movie, that is the mysterious third act superpower mm. that we get. Yeah, that's a good point. We also have another shout out on Insta Story, which was Wayne Briggs, who was watching via computer our show. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Well, post rating scenes. Oh yeah, there are two. They see they're on the Asgard ship. They see maybe Thanos's ship, probably Thanos's ship. Yeah. And then the other one is just a fun one with Jeff Goldblum doing more Goldblum stuff. (laughs) Love it. Uh, It's a drop. It's a tie. Can I also? Oh, can I give a pump real quick? I'm so sorry that it took this long. So glad he didn't get his eye back. Yeah. 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 For for a moment, I thought. Odin was going to be like, and for your bravery, I restore your eye. And I was going to be like, ah! I'm afraid. I'm terrified he's going to get it back somehow terrified. in Infinity War. I hate and that. I don't he will. Oh, Doctor Strange is going to do it. And he's going to... I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, yeah, I want him to keep the eye patch forever. Keep the eye patch forever. No it's so much way, cooler. Guys. It gives him so, so much character. Much act, like Loki says, it suits you. Hey, 100%. act one of Infinity War, he gets the eye back. I'm oh, calling it. As soon as he sees Doctor Strange. Oh, That's a great segue. Stay tuned later this week. We're going to be releasing a special mini episode called Wouldn't, Wouldn't it be nice? No, it's called do more. What? Do more. What's Wouldn't it, it be nice if we were Marvel taking all the world with Kevin Feed? <laughs> so it's I don't called. Think that's how you pronounce his last I, name. No, oh. we, if there's one thing that we know, it is not how to pronounce his last <laughs> his name. His last name is pronounced. Fieri. It's Guy Fieri. <laughs> Kevin Fieri. Kevin Fieri. Fieri. So we're releasing an episode later this week yep. called Wouldn't It Be Nice, where we're going to talk about things that we would love to see happen in Infinity War. And we're also going to be presenting our ranked list mm. of all, what is it, 18 yep. Marvel movies yep. that are before Infinity War. Yep. Uh, so keep your peepers peeped for that. <laughs> Please. Yeah, no, go ahead and peep those peepers for me if you guys don't mind. Uh, and so... For two chunks and a hunk, peep those peepers. Peep those peepers. Peep those poopers. Peep it. Oh! <laughs> yeah, peep it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.